Good morning. This is Ask Andy, a daily podcast about the practice of personal injury law in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. My phone number is 215-259-3687. You can find me on the web at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. So good morning. I wanted to talk to you today for a little bit about something that is really not part of anyone's consideration of a personal injury case until it's sort of the very bitter end of the case. Um, and that is medical or healthcare liens. So anyone who's actually had a personal injury settlement with my office or really any office has probably experienced the unfortunate impact of a healthcare lien. So what's a lien? A lien is your responsibility to pay someone back. For example, your mortgage is a, a form of a lien. There's a document filed with the township that says you got to pay back, you know, PNC Bank, and it's secured with a lien, meaning uh, you know you owe this company, and the lien is protected by the property. So in your personal injury case, what's going on? Well. The law is as follows. A person who pays your health care bills or a business that pays your health care bills like Blue Cross Blue Shield, who's like our biggest health care provider, can collect money from your personal injury settlement, period. Now, there are various rules that go into that, and there's a lot of sort of lawyering and stuff that you know you can't do on your own. But it's confusing even for the lawyers and requires a fair amount of attention. Nevertheless, it didn't used to be that way. 10, 15 years ago, a lien was somewhat due back to the person who paid money. But now it really is very much due back. So what do I mean by that? You know, back in the day, every healthcare provider would assert a lien and most of them wouldn't pursue it. These days, the opposite is true. Everyone asserts a lien. The healthcare providers have all discovered that it's a potential profit center or they were leaking money by not collecting these liens. And so now they're pursued very vigorously. And unfortunately, kind of to the letter of the law. The basis, the legal basis for this has been established pretty clearly Uh, There's a U.S. Supreme Court case four or five years ago, maybe more now, uh, which was McCutcheon versus U.S. Airways or U.S. Airways versus McCutcheon. And Mr. McCutcheon basically was badly injured in some sort of, you know, car accident or something. He had $130,000 in medical bills and he got, you know, a settlement of $200,000 or a verdict of $200,000. And U.S. Airways, which was his healthcare employer uh, or provider, wanted to collect the full $130,000 from Mr. McCutcheon. And the U.S. Supreme Court, in substance, you know, without going into the 400-page opinion, said, yeah, that's fine, as long as the company told Mr. McCutcheon that's how they were going to do business with him as their customer, they can collect the full amount. Now, traditionally, you know, we would 
get a reduction for attorney's fees and costs, and I'll go into that in a minute. But basically, let's say you're in a bad car accident. You have surgery on your leg. The total amount of insurance coverage is $50,000. You got to pay your attorney, me, a third of that. So that's like, you know, 15000 So there's thirty-five grand left over. What happens if your medical bills are $100,000 and it would eat up your entire settlement? Well, in the past, we would sort of divide up the money or kind of negotiate with the healthcare company and say, look, why don't you take five or take 10 and leave my client, you know, 25 because he's got these bad injuries. The U.S. Supreme Court said that it is okay for the healthcare provider, Blue Cross, to take the entire amount of my client's settlement. So I would get 15 for my legal fees and then 35 grand would go to Blue Cross and there'd be nothing left for the client. So why would the client, you know, even bring a case? And that's where negotiation comes in. But it's a really unfortunate turn of events for clients because it reduces the amount they're able to take. Now, what's the theory behind this? The public policy theory behind having a lien for health care is the following. You know, Blue Cross would not have had to pay out $100,000 in medical bills for my guy's broken leg if there was no car accident. Or if the person who hit my guy was not responsible. So let's say my guy never brought a case, then there's no lien and the healthcare insurer won't pursue the client. So if you never bring a case, you don't owe them any money. That's part of your agreement. If you bring a case, however, and you're able to recover money, essentially what's going on is that the person who hit you or their insurer is paying you money. And then as a result, you know, the healthcare provider wants their piece. And the healthcare provider is basically saying that, hey, without the actions of the person who hit you, we wouldn't have been on the hook for all this money. And therefore, you know, we want payment from the person who hit you. It is very, very unpleasant <clears throat> for your personal injury client to hear this or to have to deal with this because really they don't feel like they're fully compensated for their injuries if the healthcare company is uh, just grabbing a piece of their money. You know, and sometimes it makes cases unsettleable. Uh, a lot of times it presents a negotiation, but it's one that's not necessarily great. So there are a lot of different parameters to this. I'll tell you that the rules um, regarding who can have a lien, meaning which healthcare insurer has a lien or not, are very complicated. <clears throat> Medicare, for example, for clients over 65, Medicare has a superposition lien or a super lien over everything. And, you know, while we all obey the laws regularly, if Medicare, you know, finds out that you're finagling with things or not being forthright with them, they will come in and attack not only the client, but the lawyer. So nobody messes with Medicaid or Medicare. But frankly, Medicare gives the absolute lowest reimbursement rate for doctor's visits. So let's say you have a cardiology procedure, you know, Blue Cross might pay the cardiologist $100. Medicare is going to pay them $7. So the liens are much lower with Medicare or Medicaid than they are with the other insurers. Anyway, so 
on your personal injury settlement, let's say you you know you're in my guy's situation where he had a bad car accident, he has a broken left leg, he has a hundred thousand dollars in medical bills, and there's only fifty thousand dollars in insurance. So what's his payout gonna look like? Well, the top line's a hundred, attorney's fees are gonna be fifteen. Costs hopefully will be negligible or non-existent because the case should settle before it actually goes to, into suit or into court. And there's going to be a medical lien of $100,000. So on the guy's 35000 what he should take of 35000 he might get zero. Now, what do I do? My job is then to call up Blue Cross, make sure that their lien is applicable to this case, and then begin negotiating and saying, look, you're never going to get paid the 100000 you want. And we have something called Act 6 in Pennsylvania, which knocks bills down, and most employers or health insurers don't pay attention to it first. So Act 6 will knock it down from 100000 maybe to 40000 So then I can still say to them, look, at $40,000, my guy is still not going to settle the case, and you are not going to get paid. And, you know, I beg and plead and basically ask that they reduce on a percentage basis for my costs and my fees and my work and so on and so forth. If we can get the lien down to, let's say, 15000 then the lawyer, me, is taking fifteen. the insurer is taking fifteen, and that means there's twenty grand left over for the client. Now, is that a great deal for the client? No. He had a $100,000 injury and a $50,000 insurance pot to, to pick from, so that's not a good setup in the usual situation. That's not what you want to see or what you hope for. But if there's no other insurance, then there's no other insurance. And we really don't pursue people beyond the level of their insurance except in extraordinary circumstances. It really has to be, you know, well worth everyone's time and money to do that. And uh, so that's that. That's the basics of liens. It gets much more complicated, but it's kind of uh, dull stuff and not, not really what you'd want to see on a podcast. So that's about it for Ask Andy this morning. I hope all's well. I hope you have a great day. If you need me, it's free to talk. Thanks. Bye.